Black people got hobbies. Should every hobby turn into income? Do we even really know what a hobby is? If you don't make a living wage, should you have a hobby? Are we for real about to explore hobbies? Yup. It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. What's up? <laughs> Nothing. What's up? <laughs> Nothing. I am in a room with a window. Oh. So that's new. Okay. Sunlight is hitting my face. It's raining outside and it's still, somehow it's still sunlight, yo. I can't relate. I'm usually sitting in a dark room, the dark dungeon that is my apartment. So I feel good. That has those fucking light out curtains in the room that she does have. Yeah, but they're always open. The curtains are always open. Okay. I don't even close them. Only time they get closed is when uh, it's bong chicka wow wow. Oh, yeah. Got to close them that but, time. Yeah, I don't close them. I don't close them otherwise. Okay. I don't even know why I have them. All right. I'll stop. Stop judging your curtains. You. I, I bring Thank them up you. every single time <laughs> Thank you. Nah, it's a, just a dark apartment my living room gets sunlight between the hours of 1 30 p.m and 205 that's it that's shady that's it that's shady that and i remember it. when you were it moving is. there and they, the, the landlord was like yeah you get lots of sunlight <laughs> none none it's too many tall buildings around you none yeah no no sunlight it's it's uh it's pretty whack. So that's on my list for my next apartment. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing pretty well. Um, you know, I sunlight comes in abundance in my apartment, as yes, well as motorcycle noises. It. That's where I get my and sunlight. ambulances mm-hmm. and uncles mm-hmm. playing our fucking Kelly. But uh, <laughs> I would I, real talk. I would take all of that for like some sunlight. I really would. I would take the the occasional R. Kelly tune in the background ambiance of my outside. I would I would take it. I would take it for a little bit of sunlight. Yeah, feel you. Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is Tea with Queen and Jay. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast. you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag TWQJ. We love when you use that on all the social meds. We also love when you use the hashtag pod in, and that allows folks on that hashtag to find T with Queen and J podcast. If you are not already following us on the social meds, please do so. We are on Instagram and Twitter. At T with QJ is the handle. And we are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Just search for us there and hit that follow button. We want to hear from you. We love when you send us T mail. You can send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. You can send us questions, comments, feedback, silly things, serious things, all the things. We really enjoy that. So send that shit over. And this is a spot of tea segment free episode. That's right. Every week we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black ass black joy. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? I'm pouring libations for summer in New York City. Um, Summers in New York City are like really, really, really fucking lit. Like everyone in the world loves a New York City summer. And it Mm. seems like we can kind of have one this year you know okay uh still abbreviated because we're still in a pandemic and i know a lot of us are coming out of quarantine safely 
safely mm-hmm. being the key. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that I can, even though it will still be abbreviated, because I'm still going to be like being safe. Not everyone I know is vaccinated. So, you know, don't want to right. be harmful. But I am excited that I can have a little more of a New York City summer than I did last year. So I'm excited and I'm pouring libations for all of that fun I'm going to have, you know? Okay. I'm excited. All right. Okay. Yeah. Libations to you for that. <laughs> libations to you for that. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to let you have that. I'm going to let you have that. I'm going to let you have that. It's going to be abbreviated. I'm not, I don't, I'm not mentally there yet, but. Now you have to. I like it. I'm saying it so I can get there, you know. Okay. So All right. I support this. I support this. I do like a good New York City summer. That does that does make me feel good. You it's know? important. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good shit. Mm-hmm. What are you pouring libations for this week? I am pouring libations for two things. Mm-hmm. First, everybody who reached out to us about our social media manager position. Thank you so much. We weren't able to get back to everybody individually, but we saw all of your DMs and your emails, and we know that our community is full of smart-ass, skilled motherfuckers. So I definitely wanted to take the time to acknowledge all of you. So thank you so much for taking the time to reach out to us. We appreciate you. We have been working with the homie Joe on another project, and so it worked out that she is able to now pivot to doing our social media. Yes. So uh, welcome, Joe. Thank you so much. And um, it's fucking lit. Mm-hmm. So we are definitely happy to have Joe on our team. We have a team. Okay. I just yeah, yo, we have like a motherfucking team, yo. It's, it's like it's like four of us now, yo. Yeah. It's four of us and like officially four of us. And then we have our friends who support us. And then we have our fucking like community. Community. Y'all. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. It it's is. like a whole thing now. It it's is. like, oh, we can't even be like, we are a lonely team of team two. Of two. Like, say that no that's more. That's the past. Yo. That's the past. Can't even say that no more but anyway if you reached out to us and regarding the social media manager position and there's another way that you feel like we can support you or you have a question for us or something like that the doors of communication are open now whatever so feel free to hit us up mm-hmm. with whatever you need so thank y'all libations to that i also want to support libations for family time okay. and family vacation so like i said i'm in a room with a window right now so i'm in a room with a window because i'm in a hotel away from my family <laughs> <laughs> on a family trip which is good i like this i like this but um yeah i wanted to pull libations for family time because of quarantino i haven't been able to see my family or spend time with my family so now that things are easing up a little bit i'm vaccinated i am the only person in my immediate family of like my mom my siblings my yeah both all of my parents yeah. who are all married to other people who are also not vaccinated but <laughs> I am the only one of my siblings and my immediate extended kind of immediate family that's vaccinated. Mm-hmm. My cousins and their their families, many of them are vaccinated, but I'm at the core nucleus of this whole tap shit. Yeah, you are. So it's my job to keep uh, the help keep, keep the rest of my loved ones tips. alive. Yeah, keep your hope taps alive. Exactly. So we had a road trip. So I'm in a car the whole time with a mask and a window down. I've been in my family's home with my mask on just trying to make sure that me as somebody who is vaccinated and unlikely to die from coronavirus i don't want to be a carrier i don't want to get it and get not know it and be giving it to these hoteps right so (laughs) (laughs) so anyway also known as family also known as family right so i say that to say that 
I am cautiously spending time with my family, but I am thankful to be seeing my family, spending time with my family, and to have a little bit of like a time away. Like I'm I'm away, I'm still working of sorts. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing as much work as I typically do, but it does feel free to get a fresh perspective, to be elsewhere, yeah. and to see people that you love again. I haven't given anyone a hug. I've been doing, even my six-year-old nephew, we've been doing like, um, just hug yourself, right? Like standing, <laughs> standing apart from each other and just giving ourselves a big squeeze. It's been really cute. Honestly, I've been enjoying it. It's doing the job. It's doing the job. You got the key is you got to take it seriously. You got to take the fake hug seriously yeah. and give yourself a real hug. Mm-hmm. Like how you would really hug like your family. So that is so cute. That's been working. Yeah, it is really cute. It's cute. It's a fun little moment. And then Hennessy is with me on this trip. Okay. She's having the time of her life. The time of her what is she life. Doing? Sleeping in hotel beds, putting her butt on pillows everywhere, running around, threatening people in the hotel. Mm. There's a period, she always has a period of timidness. But yeah, after she gets comfortable, which is pretty quickly when we're away. She doesn't, she's not a big fan of New York. But once we leave New York and she has her squad with her, she thinks that she like the lead, runs shit. The pack leader. Yeah. If Hennessy was a human person, she would be like one of those little white kids that smacks their parents in the mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she, if I'm telling you so many times on this trip where if she was a human, she would oh smack me in the mouth, yo. She like. So you got to take her to Dr. Phil. misbehaves. That's, that's. We definitely are long overdue for a Dr. Phil visit. And I've had to have several like black parent moments with her. Like mm. we're not getting off of this elevator until you sit. Okay. I don't care if we have to ride up and down this whole hotel building. I don't care how many oh, times we do it. You sit. You are a dog. I've asked you to sit. Sit down. So like we for real we had to do that. Twice. And you asked her to like, sit oh, you, to like calm serious? down. Yeah. Not because you were just like sit down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Take a moment. Like take a breather. You're doing too much. <laughs> you just peed on the hotel carpet when you've already peed. Like you did it for shits and giggles. <laughs> so like sit down. <laughs> she was marking her territory. This hotel yes. Exactly. Is mine. That's what she was doing. Yeah, she's feeling herself. She's feeling herself. But anyway, I'm, it is good to see her having a good time. I am just getting a little bit exhausted because we are together like every second. So it's been a lot. It's been a lot. <laughs> but she's having a good time and it's nice to see her enjoying herself. That dog is clearly on vacation. Like clearly. She's on vacation. Okay. Yeah. She is on vacation but i love it for her it's cute it looks good on her she's been able to run in open spaces unlike in new york where we don't have a lot of open spaces and then when we do there are other dogs and that's not really her jam she's not really trying to bang with other dogs like that so she's been able to do things on this trip that she's not normally able to do so i'm really happy for her even though it's exhausting and she is the animal version of a a, A a small white television child Mm -hmm who would smack their mom but it's cool it's cool queen can you tell folks how they can support tea with queen and jay podcast yes i can but 
We always like to tell you to take care of yourself first, so do that. But this podcast does run on your support. So there are two ways that you can donate. Two. Go to our website, tbwithqueenandj.com. Slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can donate any amount at any time. Our second option is our Patreon options, where you are asked for a monthly commitment of $2 a month. $2. You can give more, you can give less, and we will appreciate that it and give you a bonus episode every month we also like it when you share this podcast on social media tell a friend rate and review us on apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to us all of that helps grow tea with queen and jay podcast thank you thank you thank you to everyone who has reviewed us on apple Podcasts and all the other places that you listen to us please leave us a five-star review if you have not already and thanks in advance to everyone who was leaving a review right now thank you you the bomb you the baddest on all of that that's right if you would like to sponsor us if you'd like to hear your ad on tea with queen and j podcast or see it on social media t-mail us at tea with queen and j at gmail.com if you'd like to hire us to speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist patriarchal capitalism dismantling white supremacy in the workplace womanism black feminism podcasting or some other shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, we also, um, things are opening up. If you hit us with a socially distanced event that you would like us to travel to, hit us up. And for real, socially distanced. So let us get there. Yeah. yeah. And it's a socially of, distanced. effect, okay? Because right. you will leave and you will not get your deposit back. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're having something that you know is going to be socially distanced, if you're having something where you want us to be in person doing something with a small amount of people that will also be virtual or whatever, like hit us up. We're starting to be a little bit open to that now. We just need to know that it is still like a socially distanced type of event or like, you know, what's good. Because Jay needs um, to keep her whole tap family safe. Okay. I have to keep <laughs> my whole tap family safe. That's my responsibility. That's just the reality. <laughs> just what it is okay <laughs> and i would like your help in that but anyway any of those things that you would like us to participate in you can send us your t-mail at tea with queen and j at gmail.com we have donation libations i'll actually run through those we have new patreon subscribers stephanie and evan thank you so much evan we appreciate you we also got some paypal donations the homie dre hit us up on paypal and says snacks snackity snacks blessing to you both enjoy some snacks tea coffee on me love you both thanks for all you do elbow daps elbow daps yes. indeed yo feeling that elbow, elbow daps someone tried to shake yes, my hand the is... other day and i was like what have we been really? doing all the who time was this? right who was this i'm still just throwing balls when i went to that cookout that i told you about that had a million people mm. so we stayed in the front with the four elders so that right yeah we so could be away from mm-hmm. fucking people yes right yeah that someone tried to shake my head was like wow but i guess wow. if there's a million people trying to be in the backyard you're probably yeah, if they gonna... think that you out here just like everybody <laughs> else they think that you out here so yeah i guess so no, yeah. I feel you can't tell the difference if you're outside we're all yeah. just outside 
Yeah, I guess. Facts. So Jana also hit us up on PayPal and Jana says for snacks, including something for Hennessy and Xena. Thanks so much, Jana. We also got your T mail. So thank you so much. You may hear that on a future episode. episode. We also got reviews on Apple Podcasts from Takira. I think Takira. Takira or Takira. Mm-hmm. But um Takira T, Arlene D, She Reels 99, Chris 890 Char. Lainey Dab, the homie, thank you so much. Simply Nay, Nicole, Alexandra Noll, Shepabomb93. Mm-hmm. I think some of these usernames you're not even supposed to say out loud. It's just like, this is my username. Yeah. <laughs> and Timmy. So thank you so much, everybody who has been writing reviews. Yes clicking like all of that stuff your support is necessary and we truly truly appreciate it are you ready to get into the motherfucking show i is i is ready all right 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 what kind of tea are you drinking i'm drinking a chai because i need a little bit of caffeine today a recording yeah. early today. So, yep. Facts. Chine it up. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking a chamomile. Mm-hmm. I thought I might want a little caffeine. I'm risking it all. I don't usually drink a chamomile this early because I'm trying to be awake. But I have two huge windows in this hotel. Oh, room. so, so it's I'm like, sitting directly in front of a window. Yeah. Got vitamin man. D all in all my face this. and shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Serotonin levels is up. I think I'm okay. So I'm doing a little bit of chamomile because I have been having a little bit of anxiety waking up in the morning. Mm. I don't really know if it's because of how close I am to my family right now. <laughs> <laughs> that every every waking moment. Oh, like, What's happening? <laughs> so I'm having a little bit of that. So oh, I was like, God. let me get ahead of this now and have some chamomile. That is funny. So, yeah. So I'm doing that. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And separate from my pronouns, I am not a lady. And what are you affirming for yourself? this week i am staying along with summer i'm affirming that i will have an enjoyable healthy summer that's my affirmation i have to start thinking in that way you know but Mm -hmm. that's what i'm affirming all right what are you affirming for yourself i want to copycat that one and then also Mm -hmm. i want to affirm healthy positive exchanges with family yes okay i had a lot of good therapy mm-hmm. before i came on this trip so i feel want to hex anyone ready don't want to hex anybody no i feel actually i feel good okay feel good i feel good that's always a good sign when you don't want to hex people that's right i'm trying to stay in that zone and i want to affirm healthy and positive exchanges with family so that's where i'm at that's how i you okay i like that i like that queen what are we talking about this week okay so today well this week not just today because i don't know when these people are listening to it so this week (laughs) (laughs) well today it is a day today for you wherever you are and this week whatever week it is all right you right you right this is my show so today this week this month all of that all of that what are we talking about yeah so we're gonna get into like hobbies black people and hobbies so i want to start by asking you when you were a child when you were young Mm. what (laughs) (laughs) when i was a young man What were some of the hobbies you had as a kid? Like things that you enjoy doing, not shit that your parents made you do. Cause right. our parents were okay. very like you going out and doing shit. So the Facts. stuff you enjoy. Signing us up for activities yes. that we never we said had, we wanted we to had do. Activity, because yes. we're black in the Bronx, yep. and it's like you're gonna do you're gonna this gonna do dance this. class. Yes. <laughs> you're gonna. Do- I remember being signed up for several things. Being like, wait, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> 
straight with doing yeah. what? But I don't but I don't want to go to camp. Yeah, well you're going, yeah. but I don't want to join this dance class. Ah, you'll like it once you do it. Oh my gosh. I did actually the dance class I did like and I did actually end up enjoying camp. But all of those times I was like, wait, we're doing what? Yeah. They're not like discussing it with me, nothing. It's like this is what you're doing. So I will say though, okay, so we did do a lot of activities, but if we're talking about stuff that I would do on my own, like even if I didn't, so it's gonna be activities that I leave out. So things that were that I would consider hobbies that I would do with or without my parents I did like dancing so dance I would definitely do Mm -hmm. and when I got old enough to like still dance on my own I definitely danced on my own like you know in I would say middle school or whatever what kind of dancing stuff African dance Mm -hmm. class so when I was like a tiny person my mom had me in ballet and so we did that we were in what was her name Nancy Lane ballet with Nancy Lane. So all the kids, all the little girls in Co-op City who were in dance class was in class with Nancy Lane, right? So we I did that when I was I was a tiny person. Mm-hmm. Then when I was more like um that's like tiny like kindergarten pre-kindergarten or whatever. Then when I was like in Maybe like second grade, third grade, when I have an, have an awareness and a memory. Then I did like African dance at Mind Builders. So we did that. I am assuming we did not do that again because of either money or time. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed that a lot. That's another thing. All of a sudden, we wasn't doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> no, that would be a lot of my activities. Like we'll start. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking this right. tap class. And then it was just like, no more tap. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we clearly had a good time. I don't even remember asking about it because I don't really think I had. I don't. I also don't remember having that much agency. So I was never really a little kid. Like, oh well, I really want to do that again, or I really did it da da Like, I I enjoyed it a lot, but I I don't even think I thought to be like, hey, can we do this again another year? Like that just wasn't really the kind of kid that I was. Mm-hmm. Unless it was something random. Sometimes I would no. That was when I was a tiny person and I believed in the universe. But I think by like mm-hmm. second and third grade, I was like, well, this is bullshit. So I didn't really bother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bother really asking to do stuff or whatever. So yeah, we just, all of a sudden I wasn't, we wasn't dancing no more. But I really liked that. And then in high school, in like junior high school, high school, eighth grade, and then throughout high school, I was in a dance troupe mm-hmm. and we did African dance. We did step every now and then we did like modern dance and shit but our like sweet spot was like african dance and we would travel all over new york mm-hmm. doing african dance at different events people's kwanzaa events people any type of something is happening let's get dancers or whatever and we mm-hmm. was you know young people like when kids do stuff so yeah yeah so i did that and then i danced in college on my own so yeah that so dance was my shit i liked stepping i started a step team in high school i liked singing singing was like a church thing mm-hmm. that i did and that I I had a good ear but I never because I grew up around singers I never considered myself like a singer so it'd be times in school when I was like had mandatory band or chorus and they were singing something I'd be like that don't even sound right and then I would then I would say something when I was she would step to the mic and be like me 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 (laughs) they'd be like what right (laughs) but I would have to be so perturbed at what I was seeing that I would be like, wait, this doesn't sound right. I could, I could do this. It could sound into like her this. Black woman, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> right. It was like that. It was like, and then they'd be like, why didn't you say that you could do this? I'd be like, because well, I don't, I didn't really consider myself somebody who could sing because mm-hmm. I know 
singers. Like I know I went to a church where like our reputation and it was like a tiny ass church, but our reputation was that everybody there could sing. Like you could give the mic to any person and we could like do it or whatever. And it's just, I don't know why. <laughs> well, I don't know why. Do I just pictured your church looking like that scene. Remember when Oprah had some dinner and they were like passing the mic around and everyone in the audience <laughs> was picking it up. It was that's what I just yes, pictured because, for your church. Because it was. Because it was. Okay? Because you're not wrong. All right? Because it was unnecessary. It was like, why so-and-so? We definitely had Sundays like that. We were just in there all day. Everybody passing the mic to somebody. Okay? Oh for no reason. Right? But anyway, so I smoked my voice away in college because I'm not like a natural. Like I said, I'm not a natural like singer. Yeah. I just have a technical knowledge of how shit is supposed to sound. And you went to a PWI. So I would have smoked my voice away as well. And I went to a PWI. <laughs> so I had to smoke to survive. Yes. So anyway, and then I like to draw. I could paint and I'm committed to Well, I did grow up committed to Barbie life. And that involved like, <laughs> like, it's not just I, the reason I say that, because I want to make it clear that I'm not just somebody who like had Barbies. You know what I'm saying? Like me and my sister had Barbies. Like we had Barbies. We dressed them up. We propped them up, like put them on stands and shit. We fucking, we would, as I got a little bit older, sometimes I would get two mm -hmm. so that one, cause it's always, and we'll talk about this more, but it's always somebody be like, don't play with those, save those. I'm like, listen, we fuck with Barbie. We fuck with dolls. I'm not getting these shits to keep them in the box. That's your fantasy. But <laughs> due to peer pressure, sometimes I would get two so I could keep one in the box and take the one out and like live our best Barbie life exactly. because I want, how I'm gonna change her clothes and change her hairstyle and make her look a black girl from the Bronx. If I keep her in the box, you can't do that. But anyway, yeah. So I would I would consider those hobbies. We had other activities and shit we love, but I would call those like my hobbies. What were your hobbies as a kid? I really loved to read. Like reading was my mm -hmm. shit. Writing stories was my shit. Um, I just want to note here that I've always hated writing poetry. Just wanted to, to say that. <laughs> Still don't get it. Y'all know I'm a recovered hotel, so I definitely <laughs> dabbled. But okay. I, I would try because I thought I was supposed to because I was right. that brand of black. You know, you think mm -hmm. you're supposed to do certain things. Did you ever read at a poetry joint? No, I, I always okay. hated. Um, I used to go because I thought I was supposed to go yeah. to poetry slams and all of mm -hmm. that shit because that was the kind of brand of black that mm -hmm. shuttled me mm -hmm. in that direction oils. Um, yeah, oils, but then oils. one day i was like this shit is fucking whack <laughs> and then I never went back <laughs> to spoken word things but not a few times i tried to write poetry i was like no i'd rather write a story like this this okay. is strange so i used to like just always just write stories like i used to have i still have some of my story books from when i was a kid of course i'm a dancing ass bitch i've taken like mm -hmm. i love dance so much that i've been in dance classes that were like hey black girl why are you here because i was like <laughs> How'd you find this did, place? I had a, I was in a flamenco dance class. Like, why are you dancing like the Spaniards? When? I believe it was either fourth or fifth grade. My mother was also really good at putting me in schools that had shit installed where you did a lot of this shit too. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then my mother was also friends with my principals for like mm -hmm. all of my life except for high school. Right, right. But yeah, my mother was really good at finding schools that had like really extensive or intensive after-school programs. So they had, mm. like, I'm actually learning how to play drums on actual drums. Like, I went to after-school programs like that. My mm. mother was just really, you know, I was the fourth kid. She had learned some things at, by that point. You know what I'm saying? Right, facts. So, yeah, I took flamenco. I had castanets, those little <laughs> things. And, um... <laughs> 
Wow. All of that. Wow. Like, why is this girl? And I love, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Were you stomping and shit? Yeah. Is that flamenco or is that something else? Doing the oh, stomping wow. with the dress and all oh of that. Oh my gosh, that's so random. Yes, bad random. But that's okay. how much I enjoyed dance. The only dance I did not mm-hmm. like was ballet because I was just like, why am I here? I have no desire to do this. Right. This is slow. This is slow. Okay, I'm from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. I want to do the slow shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Probably like yeah. flamenco because of the noise. I don't know. But mm-hmm. all the kind of dances I've done and enjoyed, those are like hobbies for me. I really enjoyed stepping. Right. I could step all day and night. Like, stepping was my shit. And then the mm-hmm. where we grew up, stepping was like, that was our cheerleading. Like, whatever the, that other yeah. cheerleading shit, we didn't do that. But if you were, like, a cheerleader or whatever, you stepped. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of cheerleading in terms of stepping and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Gymnastics, of course, was my shit. This was just fun. I never really competed because I'm not a competitive person. I've never mm-hmm. really been into like, why are we, why, you know, I don't need points. I just want to play. Like, you know, so. Right, right. Gymnastics, roller skating, and rollerblading. You can't tell me nothing about rollerblades. And rollerblades came out. Chill. Mm-hmm. It was like ice skates on wheels. What? Give me those. <laughs> <laughs> so that was something that I really, really, like, I could just put on rollerblades or skates and go outside and be outside all day and then mm-hmm. come back stink and my mother told me to get in the bath. But yeah, like that was my shit. Legos were my thing. I didn't have any Legos in my house because my parents was like not buying them shits because they weren't they didn't want to step on them. But I had a cousin who had all of the toys because unlike my family with a million kids, there was only two kids in that family. <laughs> so anytime nice. anytime I was at that person's house, I was just in the room building some shit with Legos. But like I really, really enjoyed that shit. And then of course, mm-hmm. like most kids watching TV, that is a hobby, okay? The way that I watch okay. TV now is not like you know when you was a kid you just watch TV because it was on I feel like I mm-hmm. watched TV just as intently when I was a kid I think our parents okay. made it seem like what are you wasting your time because I didn't just watch anything I had shows too when I was a kid so <laughs> okay that and then another hobby that I had that was fun and silly that me and my sisters did together actually is that we love to make music video treatments so mm-hmm. we would say a song is out and that's popular that doesn't have a video yet because back in the day sometimes the song would be out and then the video would come out and I don't know if- yeah the song would be out for a minute yeah and then the video would come out like oh the video finally came out for yeah it was a whole process somebody could be riding off of an album for a year or two yeah it'd be that same album they still releasing shit off of that album like a year later yeah it was a time it was a different time guys different time and i really like doing that and i would always be disappointed Mm -hmm. because my videos will always be better than when the video finally came out but we were like i didn't realize it until now but like we kind of was storyboarding and Mm -hmm. you know whatever but um that was another hobby of mine that was was fun i liked it nice good to do those things you know nice nice we're talking about hobbies there's a reason for that obviously a few episodes ago i was doing a libation and i was you know sharing with everyone how i loved well not love but i'm enjoying making bouquets i had just started i had just made my first bouquet mm-hmm. and i was like oh well let's listen to the clip yeah let's, yeah, let's clip. do that but i started actually making my own bouquets so i like oh yeah yeah oh. yeah so i like buy different okay kinds. i've only done it once so far and i'm like oh i like this mm-hmm. so i just buy different kinds of flowers that i like then i get home and 
laid them out and cut them and put them in the vases and make little mm-hmm. cute things. So it is like kind of nice and relaxing for me to have like a creative thing that I'm doing that isn't for like production or isn't for like right. the consumption of other people. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we do a lot of creative work and it is hard to draw the line of like, oh, I like this. Should I make this a thing? Or, oh, this right. time Should I? <laughs> so after that, we had a listener dm the show and which we love yeah 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 but we we love to hear from you we mean that when we say Mm -hmm. it so no no issues with being in the dms that's not a horrible thing yeah so we received this dm from a listener because they heard me talking about the bouquets and they say queen you should consider turning your new flower arrangement hobby into a flower farm business we need more pestified free black woman farmers especially to break up white supremacist patriarchal floriculture industry to which i replied you're joking right (laughs) (laughs) so i'll leave it at that as far as the exchange but the reason Mm -hmm. why i said you're joking right was because when i was talking about it i clearly said hobby i clearly said that was my first bouquet i ever made i clearly said Mm -hmm. like you know i just want to keep it a hobby you don't want to make anything of it and i'm not going to read the other things that the listener said but when i was like are you joking right they had this long explanation about like how it would be helpful in dismantling white supremacy in a farmer space and we Mm -hmm. need more black women in that space and it would be amazing and like all of this stuff which was just like I just wanted to fucking put flowers in a vase mm-hmm. and be like, this is cute. And look what I did and move on right. with my life. And it bothered me because it was like, how come every time anyone, and I'm sure this mm-hmm. listener was not like doing anything malicious or whatever, but it still bothered right, of me. Still got, it still mm-hmm. was like, I'm telling you, I text Jay like, look at this. <laughs> I was so, it really, it really, it, it bothered reached. me. It really bothered me. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm wondering, like, okay, so we both know the listener didn't mean any harm, yeah. right? People reach out to us all, about all, all kind of things. stuff. Yeah. Every now and then, we we will have somebody who means harm. But <laughs> this person clearly didn't mean any harm. It was just like, hey, I heard you doing this cool shit. Here's something else that you could do or whatever. I'm not, listen, I'm going to lovingly say real quick that I don't personally see the connection between making a bouquet and starting a farm. But <laughs> hey, that's me. Okay? That's me. Okay? But, so this person clearly didn't mean any harm. When you sent it to me, because I know you, mm-hmm. right, I understood it. Like, if this is the first time I met you, I'd be like, okay. Because for me, <laughs> when I get stuff like this, like when somebody sends me, I would just be like, LOL, you know, I think I'm going to keep it as a hobby. Thanks for reaching out or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Leave it alone. Forget about it. Dead, Not right? Me. But you were clearly... Like you were bothered yeah, by it. You were bothered. bothered. I don't want to say that you were you were not offended, but it, you were bothered by it. Mm-hmm. It's something about it that bothers you. So what? Aside from like what you just said, which is like you clearly said that you were just you know you wanted to keep it a hobby and da 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 da. What would you say made you feel I guess so irritated by that? Yeah. So I think that this year of quarantining, I know Jay hated the introspection that happened. <laughs> For a lot of I didn't I didn't want to look deep inside. <laughs> all right. I did because we had to, but I didn't like it. So, so a lot of that was been happening for a, a lot of us. And for myself, right. it I came to the realization that there are things that I enjoy that I'm good at that formerly 
I would try to like make something because I thought you had to make mm-hmm. it be something because I was still, this is many years ago, but I was still kind of connected to capitalism in ways that I'm not at all anymore. So it was right. like, if this is a skill, you should monetize it. Or if this is something you should do. You, you should see what that thing does for you. How, like what mm-hmm. does, what can this thing, how can this thing benefit my life in these other ways? Skipping oh, over the fact you. that just enjoying this is good enough just enjoying this mm-hmm. is giving something back to me just enjoying it is fucking enough like i don't have to make things be these other things so this mm-hmm. year i'm thinking about that and i'm thinking about my actual hobbies ones that i've had all the time like like thrifting and shit like that and like you know i'm like pretty diy-ish but those are things too that were hobbies for me that i would try to make things because i thought that that's what i had to do when you need to have another frame you know get some other income and listen to that blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and it's like i'm not in that space anymore i don't think that way anymore i want there to be things that i do for my leisure that are like for me and just for my leisure and just for me to get happiness from and just for me to enjoy and it's not for anyone else's consumption i think i even said on that episode that like yeah roller skating is but has a hobby that i brought back but i'm not really posting and i'm not really doing stuff like that because i kind of just want it for me and Mm -hmm. you know you post something on social media i say something on this podcast i tweet something now whatever i open the door for people's like opinions or people like right. people's opinions honestly so there's certain mm-hmm. things that i'm just kind of just like i wanted to have just for me so i've been in this state and thinking about these things and made these decisions for myself within a year right mm-hmm. and then i share hey this is a hobby and i say this is just a hobby i don't want it to be something else right. and so getting that response was just like you know what the fuck like <laughs> right especially at for you as somebody who doesn't who intentionally doesn't share a lot of things yes yes it was like you took the risk to share this and you're getting the response that you've been trying to avoid exactly exactly right those kind of responses mm-hmm. generally make me they always they they made me uncomfortable before they make me even more uncomfortable now when people kind of like okay project or say what i should do with the thing and it's like i didn't even ask you <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> i didn't ask you i just was showing you right. the picture i drew like i didn't you know right. like i wasn't asking for mm-hmm. feedback i was just like hey look what i did type of thing mm-hmm. so yeah it just it just really really bothered me and then it also made me feel like how come every time black people do things black women in particular it has to be something else mean something else has to be Mm -hmm. something that is benefiting the whole community Mm. has to be something that is now revolutionary has to be something that will now push the movement forward like why can't i just Mm -hmm. put flowers in a vase because they look cute in my apartment and not just be enough. Also enough for the community. Because if I'm happy, <laughs> if I have something right. that makes me feel good, that is still also, I think, as in the collective feeds to community care too. So like, why can't I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, just made me feel like I'm not allowed in that moment to just be an individual who just wants to do something just for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just that like. It has to be of a, of a quote unquote greater purpose or yeah. service to others. To others. Right? Yeah. In some way. That mm-hmm. too. The service mm-hmm. to other piece too. Like, do I have to make everything I do labor? Right. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. And I get it because I did used to think that way. So I get that thinking. I get being connected to. Um, and I won't say this person was connected to capitalism. That's so. That's not right. what they said or anything. But it, yeah, it just those are the feelings the, the, that it gave me. Right, of course. But yeah, and it's not mm-hmm. everything I do has to be like movement building either. Like mm-hmm. it can like 
no. Like, I don't know. I just didn't like thinking that everything I do, and I'm just saying I because they were talking to me, yeah. has to be a thing. Like, yeah. why does everything everything a black hand touch have to now be like, huh, this is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, can I just fucking mm-hmm. go to Trader Joe's, pick some flowers, put them in a vase, and be like, this looks cute mm-hmm. in my living room. You know, like, just simple shit like that. Well, you know what would make it black girl magic? If you sold them, <laughs> <laughs> then it would be black girl magic. Well, I feel you and I appreciate you sharing your discomfort for that. Cause I totally get it because I know you, yeah. I got your frustration, but I do appreciate you like explaining out what it was that bothered you about that. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk more about black people and hobbies. What the fuck actually is a hobby? What is that do shit? we even know what a what hobby is? is? Are black people allowed to even know <laughs> what the fuck a hobby is? So black people and hobbies, when we come back. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Money! Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women your money. Yes. Give black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So So. how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. (laughs) And we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, We definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvsqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the, the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit will use that shit that's right so once again tea with queen and jay.com hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes all right 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 and we're black all the time with our hobbies <laughs> niggas is back with hobbies so what is a hobby? Are you asking me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a hobby is. <laughs> All right. So a hobby, according to dictionary.com, a hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. It's funny because I'm reading this and there's so many key words in this <laughs> small ass definition yeah. that black people are not allowed to access. Yep. Okay. Digga said, okay, so regularly in one's leisure time for for pleasure pleasure. and you can do this activity more than once Mm -hmm. like on the regular you have access as a black person first of all to even to leisure to time and to ain't nobody got time for that right (laughs) on the regular my nigga 
So a hobby again, an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. So you talked a little bit before the break about your discomfort with that conversation of turning a hobby, turning this particular hobby that you shared specifically saying that you wanted to keep it a hobby at the suggestion that you turn that into quote unquote something more. Right. So then you hit us on the Twitter. Yeah. So I I was still bothered. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Uh-huh. Also, um, y'all don't know me. Jay knows this about me. It takes me a while to process my emotions and stuff. So sometimes I won't even realize I'm mad till later. Or when I'm mad, mm-hmm. I'll forget. <laughs> or if I'm bothered, right. I forget and it'll come back and I'm like, and another thing. So <laughs> <laughs> this nigga was spiraling. Okay. <laughs> spiraling. Yeah, I forget. So and then come back, Jay. <laughs> Jay's right. Like, okay. So you've read the DMs, you've read the DMs, you screenshotted it, you shared it. Like, have you seen this? <laughs> you brought it up again, talked about it here, talked about it there. Now we're on Twitter. Yes, now we're on This nigga's on Twitter. On Twitter. And I tweeted, um, so this is what I tweeted after, you know, getting my frustration out. So I tweeted, stop suggesting people's hobbies become a business. Capitalism really got y'all wilder. So I tweet that. And it resonated with a lot of people, which is dope. It went viral, Mm -hmm. which is pretty dope. Most people agree with it, which is dope. Glad we're on the same page, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then there's always outliers who either don't understand or still really align with capitalism in ways that I'm not. Mm -hmm. Don't know what a fucking hobby is because they don't have Jay reading them the definition. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so a lot of that, not even a lot, a few of that, because it wasn't a, it wasn't a lot. Most people agreed. Most mm-hmm. people were like, yes. Most people were like, this is why I hate painting. This is why I hate drawing. This is why mm-hmm. I, stop asking me to do your hair. Like a lot of that was coming right. out of that too. So I do like that a lot of people it resonated with people, and that we're at a point mm-hmm. when we realize that we should like have hobbies and just do mm-hmm. those things and not try to monetize everything and understanding that. You know, this lie that we've been told about having five streams of income is not actually what it should be. You should be able to have Mm -hmm. one income and that be sustainable. And it shouldn't be, well, you got to do five things. We shouldn't have triple threats. Like, what all of that shit Mm -hmm. probably Mm -hmm. shouldn't be a thing. And from most people's replies from the tweet, it seems like a lot of us in consensus with that, Mm -hmm. which is dope. But then there are a few. Here's here's my question, (laughs) though. If you, so, okay, so you said we shouldn't have to have multiple streams of income we should be able to sustain ourselves everyone should earn a living wage yes. that they can use to sustain their lifestyle without having to find so many hustles in order to survive yes. right mm-hmm. so we talk on this podcast a lot about dismantling capitalism but we also are still living in capitalism mm-hmm. so when we consider the fact that we still are living in a capitalistic system that requires a lot of us to have all these different streams of income to hustle in all these different ways how do you separate the necessity to survive from what you're talking about and and like monetizing everything not having a hobby Mm -hmm. or you know what i'm saying like how do you separate those two things i think that's i think it's based on one like what you're good at and what you're okay Mm -hmm. with like fucking selling or marketing so like i'll use myself for example i'm good at talking i'm good at talking about the shit we talk about and Mm -hmm. that has turned into us doing this amazing ass podcast right Mm -hmm. but this is something that i'm okay with like i guess marketing or okay with like selling in quotations or okay Mm -hmm. i still feel safe 
Um, I still feel like I'm not giving shit away, if that makes any sense, or I'm not right. like like there are things there are things that you have already determined are for you. Yes, and there are other things, things that you have designated like this is what I'm comfortable. Yes, exactly. Hustling, mm-hmm. turning into a different stream of income, yada yada yada. Yeah. But everything. Everything doesn't have to be that. Everything doesn't have to serve a quote unquote greater purpose purpose than just like your enjoyment, your delight or whatever. Like you deserve to have that shit as well. Yeah, exactly. And especially, like I Mm -hmm. said, having this introspective thought. Because there's some things that I did try to do. So like I, but they were also out of necessity. And in that point in my life, I was unemployed. So I would try to turn Mm -hmm. everything into something monetary or whatever. Mm -hmm. So of course I get that. I'm not saying don't survive. (laughs) Play tennis don't do survive (laughs) you know like whatever Mm -hmm. but it is important and i'm thinking and i said stop suggesting people i didn't say you person don't monetize your hobby but i just think it's helpful for not to have people all in your ear who will just like Mm -hmm. do this do that do this like we are heavily influenced by the community we have around us Mm -hmm. and it's important how we kind of like what we suggest or how we suggest or like you know whatever that's what i was getting at be a little more conscious about what you're telling people to monetize or what they should do or what they whatever like why are we counting people's pockets in that way why are we Mm -hmm. um determining what people's lives and careers should be like why are we even doing that to begin Mm -hmm. with so like on a personal level you can decide what your hobby is and what this thing you want to monetize is but i think it is important for us to like be mindful of the things we're saying to each other and telling each other like Mm -hmm. that one dm really had me on like whoa you know and it's like we don't know what that doing to people and we're like oh like i think a lot of us think and i've done this before too that we're complimenting them by saying this thing you do can make you money this thing Mm -hmm. you do can serve other people but that's not always when it comes to a hobby that's not that's not the goal it's just you just doing something for leisure that you would enjoy Mm -hmm. and i get that we think that is a compliment but maybe it's not so much anymore maybe that's not this quarantine I think it's shifting a lot of our thinking about what mm-hmm. we do with our time, how we spend our time, how we relate to labor in ways that probably didn't before. So, like, it was just like, you know, maybe stop suggesting what the fuck people do with their careers and lives or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe mm-hmm. she just like to knit and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. that's how she winds down. It's this feeling, though. It's like, I feel like a lot of people, if they're not looking at, like, a multimillionaire, they're like, you could use some money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you, you bring up a hobby and it's like, well, you know, for the low, low price of forty nine ninety five, you could turn this into a thriving business. <laughs> like everything is because people measure success and happiness so much by like wealth mm-hmm. and income. It's like, OK, well, I know you and I know you're not a rich person. So, of course, I'm going to suggest that you turn this thing into money because that's what we're all trying to do is like is get money. So, of course, I'm going I'm to suggest that and bring that up. Mm-hmm. But and I think that's what we saw in a lot of the tweet responses that we got so this first tweet was this a quote tweet i think yeah anyway so somebody quote tweets your tweet and is like i agree unless you're a not financially stable b B, not happy with your job okay so do you agree so you don't No, you don't right you don't agree you don't just i didn't say you had to agree just don't agree right (laughs) 
right right my thing is like it goes back to like who's allowed to have a hobby and who isn't who's allowed to have joy and leisure and who isn't who does and doesn't deserve rest or like delight because this thing about like if you're not financially stable and i think there's so many people who say so many different ridiculous things to people who are quote-unquote not financially stable because we're supposed to if you're not a financially stable person in this society the thinking is that you're supposed to be all and ever consumed with increasing your financially financial standing right and so someone like you who is not financially quote-unquote stable should not have any time for hobbies because every waking moment should be about how do I get this money how do I get I gotta grind Mm -hmm. I gotta grind until until I arrive but it's like yo niggas need rest niggas need joy and delight no Mm -hmm. matter what What? stage of financial income or or class or wherever they're at people who are not financially stable low income poor whatever language you want to use for these people are allowed to have hobbies and actually have hobbies and shouldn't be penalized because they have hobbies like that doesn't yes because they don't have whatever income you see fit to be financially Mm -hmm. stable means that this person can't bird watch or this person can't fucking i don't know play tennis or this person mm-hmm. can't crochet like that's like right. the, how does right. why does that right. even make sense that this person mm-hmm. can't just have something that they just can't crochet because they're not mm-hmm. financially stable you better sell right. that shit and it's 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 a victim blaming like you have the skill yeah. and you're not using it so this is why <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is why you're not financially stable in the first place yes. it's your own fault yeah that's why you're at yeah. the, unhappy at your yeah. job because you have a skill that you can use and you're choosing right. not to right it's just like and like it's nothing wrong with saying to your friend hey you mentioned that you were having trouble with da 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 have you considered doing blah 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 right but i also think i think that there's like a time and place for that and i think that somebody saying oh look at this thing that i did or whatever like or oh yeah what you do this weekend oh i was you know fucking crocheting or whatever i like to crochet like i just feel like it's a time and place to suggest to your friends who you would like to help financially because you see them struggling and they have if they have also said hey i'm struggling i need help or whatever like i don't think there's anything wrong with suggesting they monetize something that you know that they are good at but I also think that I think sometimes people be suggesting that you fucking turn some shit into a business that they don't even know if you're good at this shit. They're like, oh, you're doing something that's not a job. Turn it into a business. Right. <laughs> they don't even know if you are. They just don't even know. <laughs> they just don't even know. I was going to say they don't even know. Like sometimes they'll suggest it again to people who have not said, hey, I am struggling right now or whatever. They just know that you're not rich. And so they're going to suggest shit to you like regardless it's like i don't know if you're struggling Mm -hmm. but turn it into a business make it something yeah the thing with that though to me is like you don't even know if this person is good at business like you're you're just assuming that everyone could just do that not everyone is like Mm -hmm. that not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur not like like i still feel that there's some projection there like yes you're not in a Mm -hmm. financial state that you want or whatever there are other ways for someone to get money besides turning their hobby something they do for leisure and fun and their me time Mm -hmm. 
then suggesting that they make money off of it. I feel like you right. just contribute to this cycle of being miserable because now they have a business and now that they can't run because maybe they don't have the time, they don't have the skill, they mm-hmm. don't have the whatever. And now they don't have a release anymore because it was like, oh my God, your crochet hats are amazing. You should sell them. And now I don't even want to pick up the yarn or the crochet needle anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I feel that if your friend decides to make a hobby a business, then be supportive in that. But like, right. I still don't think a hobby is a way to like solve financial stability like no mm-hmm, one starts mm-hmm. crocheting hats and then all of a sudden like i brought a house <laughs> like, <laughs> like let's be for real let's be for real about what with, with, uh, all of us have side hustles because mm-hmm. that's just you know the the world we live in but like let's like be dead ass <laughs> Yeah. whose side hustle was like you know so i was able to buy this thing now or this but you know like it, it probably might help with a couple of bills but it's not like mm-hmm. doing whatever your your maybe whatever your job is doing or replacing your job it takes a really long time for that to even fucking happen if you think realistically so it's just like i don't know just leave people alone <laughs> yeah so that was the tweet from the person who agreed with you again unless you're not financially <laughs> stable. stable or not happy, or not happy with, with your job, your job. Then there was this person. I'm gonna try and read this in my my finest Hotep Doctor yeah. Hadassah mm-hmm. imitation. This is another tweet. It's just that. Uh, see, see, see. <laughs> I love when she does that. It's just that black people as a whole don't have ownership Mm -hmm. and continue to ask for outside change whereas the more we own the more capital w we we can change (laughs) 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 so that this one was like entirely like bootstrap shit right so like it's funny because it's like I like how they started this with, it's just that. It's like, you have a good point. Yeah, we should be allowed to have hobbies, except we're black, okay? <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just that black people, when it comes to hobbies, as a whole, we don't have ownership, and we continue to ask for help. Nigga. What? This is bootstrap shit. Is again, nothing wrong with starting a business, but also you can have a hobby that's not a business. And that goes back to black people not being allowed to enjoy shit because we're supposed to be pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, pulling ourselves out of oppression every minute of every day. We're supposed to be thinking about how we're countering white supremacy. Yeah. We're supposed to be thinking about how can I get rich? How can I build generational wealth instead of being allowed the freedom to enjoy things? Yeah. Do something delightful. Refresh yourself rest rest replenish yourself and then i'm i really i get really annoyed when people but black people talk about us and ownership as if we never owned shit like we have been mm-hmm. we have owned shit it has been taken it has been burnt like i we right. erase so much shit when we act like black people never own things we have owned mm-hmm things even in enslavement there was freed people who owned shit like so i I, that we can get into that another episode you know Mm -hmm. because we're talking about hobbies today but like stop saying we didn't own shit and that ownership is the way because when we did own shit they would just come and burn it and take it and hang you any the fuck way Mm -hmm. or change the law or do some shit like Mm -hmm. the fuck they taking the whole Gullah islands at this moment as we speak these people fucking own we've owned shit we've always owned shit every black person got at least one one of their grandparents owned something like this like stop 
You know what I'm saying? Like some people don't, of course, but it's not hard to find a black person within your circle who owns something. Like we have, we have businesses. We do shit. We've been doing shit. We've been doing shit. We've been doing shit. Like stop it. And we, a lot of us have the understanding that this capitalistic gain kind of does nothing for our liberations because they literally will just take it from you. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. literally will just take it from you so like Mm -hmm. i think you know let's have hobbies because (laughs) yeah like so that was i don't know i just hate when people say we need to own stuff because that's what we Mm -hmm. need now we've we've done that and um you know we still right then llc twitter hit you this one i'm gonna skip down Mm because this is one of my favorites (laughs) all right this is one of my oh yeah do this one yes this is 48 laws of power right here Mm -hmm. yep how I'm going to turn my friend hobby into something. I don't befriend no weak bitches. If hustlers trying to give you advice hurt you, I don't know. Sounds rough. If I can turn a practice in a friend's life into something they hate, that bitch has no backbone and would not be in the circle anyway. I'm sorry. This is a Wendy's? <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Are you Okay. Are you... What? Okay. We just saying, like, leave your friends alone. Yeah, do this part... Does this person actually have friends? (laughs) I don't know. This sounds like somebody in their 20s on some kind of grind. Yeah, they're still into the grind and shit like that. Yeah, and that's okay. But you sound like, you know, drink some water, you know? Drink some chamomile. Take a chill. Um, And then there was this one that was weird... But if you let it sink in for a second, they actually are right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this one, I'm going to read it how I would write it. This was like, this was like a half tweet that somebody was thinking something in their head and they just like tweeted the rest. (laughs) They're like, oh my God, because so many of y'all suck at customer service so, so bad. And I was like, I agree with you. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I'm able to be in your head and know what you mean. It took me a second, but I was like, you know what? You motherfucking right. You're right. Cause we some some of us, because we think everything needs to be a business, we jump the gun, we start a business, and it's like, no, actually I haven't figured out how I'm gonna manage my business flow. I haven't figured out how I'm going to manage a variety of customer concerns yes. or whatever. And it's okay to like, for some, for some of us, it's okay to learn these things along the way, learn certain things along the way. But this frustration this person is expressing is facts. Yeah. Because some people, it don't matter what they learn, customer service is not their shit. Yep. It's not. It's not. And we have all patronized businesses where we're like, yo, why are you even doing this? <laughs> why are you even doing this if, if, if you can't like, navigate interactions with with people people. this is not maybe this is not for you maybe this should just be your hobby maybe 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 it should just be a hobby yeah no but i felt her well i don't know their pronouns but i felt them there and it was like yeah it made me think that everything that we're good let's say let's say first let's say we're even good at the hobby because not all hobbies Mm -hmm. everyone does they're like masterful at they're just doing it because they enjoy it Mm -hmm. like i said earlier it doesn't also mean i'm good at business it doesn't mean i'm good at answering emails right away it doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. i'm good at you know it's other stuff with Mm -hmm. a business now that is probably not even your forte and if you're starting a hobby to be financially stable. You can't hire a team. You can't whatever. So now you're doing customer mm-hmm. service. Like, you have to wear so many hats. Like, a lot of times when people talk about, you know, quit your job and become an entrepreneur, you now have to have all of these hats 
while doing that work and also like all of your customers are your boss like there's no like separation from like fucking i guess like not really answer to somebody but like there's no mm-hmm. freedom for that people be trying to act like entrepreneurship is freedom from like right and it's that you don't have that you don't answer to nobody and that's really not yeah the case. now you answer to a hundred people <laughs> mm-hmm. you know Yep. And yep. that might not be your flow. And then you realize it then. And then it's like, fuck making candles. Fuck this mm-hmm. shit. Because now you're connected mm-hmm. to all of this other shit, you know? Yeah. So it was a lot of, so we just picked the tweets that were representative of like some of the common themes. But there's a lot of shit like this yeah. that's like, if you're not financially stable, of course, everyone is going to suggest you turn a thing into a hobby. It was shit about black people and ownership. <laughs> it was a lot of that shit. <laughs> Um, somebody else talking about you blocking your blessings. Friends don't let friends do that. That was a lesser version of of the other freaking like LLC. Yeah, that was the less abusive one. Yeah, that I read about that. How I'ma turn my friend Hoppy into something? Like what? what? Okay. Uh, somebody's like, what's wrong with doing what you love for a living? Nothing wrong with that. Turning your hobbies into a business so you can leave corporate America and don't have to answer to quote unquote the man is a beautiful thing. Nobody, nobody was talking about that. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. We're talking about like people have agency and every time somebody shows you a picture they drew, you don't have to say, oh, you can sell that. Yeah. Basically. You know? Yeah. There were also some tweets that I didn't like get to write them down or whatever. Cause you know shit be happening but the folks who were saying that because this has become i don't want to say the culture but because this has become something pretty the norm when it comes to like presenting a hobby and stuff that they don't even want to like post their hobbies on social media or Mm -hmm. share like new hobbies because hobbies change and you find new things to do but they're kind of apprehensive about sharing these things because maybe former hobbies have been like something that they did try to monetize based on what people mm-hmm. said and it didn't work out. So it was like, you know what? I'm just not going right. to tell people that I now do whatever. I'll just say crochet. There's another word that I was thinking. No more crochet. We can't use crochet again. <laughs> <laughs> that you make body butters. Right? Yeah, that you make body butters or that you make fucking waist beads or some shit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're just kind of just like, I just that's why I don't really post my stuff anymore. That's why I don't really mm-hmm. share my hobbies anymore. And it's just like, that's, that's whack. It's sad that there are people mm-hmm. who feel that way. But I can also relate to feeling that way that's why i clearly said hobby i thought if i said the things yeah you did say all the things you did say all the things hobby i don't post my skating because of these reasons like these are things i said and i said Mm -hmm. them on purpose because i i was trying to like like you said earlier i don't really share a whole lot so it was like let me pad what i'm sharing so that you know they know that i'm just you know putting flowers in a vase Mm -hmm. with the ice cubes or whatever and that's it right let's just leave it at that so yeah, like just think about I guess what you suggest. Of course, you know your friends, you know you can gauge like whatever. Like Jay knows what she could suggest for me. I know what I could suggest for Jay and shit like that. But like if Jay pulls out a fucking clay doh man that she made, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, <laughs> you can sell that. <laughs> That, that there there is i do remember also being a kid and like making doing something that i'm just enjoying and an adult being like you can sell that yeah yeah and th- there is something like demeaning about that it's like okay well are you in is are you telling me that you like it like yeah like mm-hmm. say you like it or that oh you're really good at that or whatever instead of like okay now this is automatically for someone else you can sell that yeah like what yeah nah. And then it also shows that, like, I interpret it as you only see value in this because you think it, I can sell it. Like, what if this wasn't mm-hmm. something that was sellable? What would you say right. now? Like, what would you just be like, right. oh, <laughs> that's a- Yeah, that's what they would say. We've been there. <laughs> People have said that to us. 
Everybody's had somebody go, oh, okay. <laughs> can you sell it? There's no value in that because you can't even sell that shit, you know? Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, had us thinking about who's allowed leisure and like the hierarchy of leisure and like who is allowed to have a hobby and do shit and why we why are we doing this to each other why i wonder also Mm -hmm. i don't know i wonder a little bit the frequency because i don't really know white people i wonder the frequency with which they sell they say that type of shit to each other i'm sure that you know i'm I'm sure they do that often yeah all right i don't care anymore (laughs) let's get back to the hierarchy of leisure so i had checked out this article and called African-American Leisure Lifestyles. It's an encyclopedia.com for the credits or whatever because we be doing it. Uh-huh. And some of the things that I found really interesting in the um, article was like our shifts in leisure as black Americans in this country mm-hmm. and the, the huge, how these shifts change our relationships with leisure time and mm-hmm. how a lot of that is due to our interactions with white supremacy white supremacist patriarchal capitalism it's unfortunate but that is the like the reality of it or whatever mm-hmm. so of course you know we was free in the continent and all of that you know and um i don't have lots of reference to what our leisure time was but i'm sure it's different from when we became enslaved people here mm-hmm. so that was a shift when we became enslaved people in the americas a lot of us our leisure was only for sundays because that was um the rest day for christian faith or whatever and holidays so like christmas maybe thanksgiving if you're in the states you know shit like that mm-hmm. and at night because that is when many enslaved people weren't working. I think that might be a little different from people who were in the home, because maybe you were a little bit more on call if you were mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a person enslaved in someone's house. But I, I, I'm sure for people who are in the field at night, you know, you're not doing anything. So that was mm-hmm. kind of the only time we had for leisure, where you could squeeze in something that would be a hobby and stuff like that. Right. Um, it is imagined that children may have had, a, enslaved children may have had a little more leisure because they weren't working as as long of a days as an adult. In some cases, I'm sure there are many cases where right. enslaved children were working just as much as the adults. So that's what our leisure looked like during enslavement in this country. And then emancipation happened. And although emancipation freed us in terms of like not being belonging and being property to these mm-hmm. white motherfuckers, it didn't like open up a whole lot of leisure and shit like that because white mm-hmm. supremacy is just on our necks and shit like that but after emancipation church became a, a huge part of our leisure and it was honestly because that was the first place that black americans like had full control so like even when we were enslaved mm-hmm. and we were actively um in church doing church there was always like an overseer there there was always someone mm-hmm. there to like kind of monitor what was happening and we figured out ways to communicate things that the overseer whoever wouldn't understand what was happening but there's still this sense of like not having full agency and control because this white motherfucker is sitting there while y'all in service and shit like that Mm -hmm. but that wasn't happening anymore we were emancipated we were in our own churches not a white motherfucker in sight so we had full control so that was the center of a lot of our leisure not saying that all of that leisure was in terms of like doing um religious stuff because churches are places for lots of things a lot of activism happened in our churches a lot Mm -hmm. of you know even recreational shit happens in churches or whatever but the church was a huge staple in like our emancipation 
not allowing emancipation mm-hmm. and having a place for leisure and right. being it like was the a community of that. right it was a community space yes. and so black churches have always been like this community space that are not you know while faith is of course the undercurrent of what's happening within that space it's not always the only thing that takes yes. place within a church community or a church building or yeah, facility for sure you know and then I also think that for a lot of people, church was that safe place. So you probably mm-hmm. would do your leisure stuff there. Like I said, you have agency and control. You know, I do want to acknowledge that church is not safe for everyone. You know, you can be in church and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear some homophobic shit or whatever. Right. We're talking about emancipation. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it was like a place of safety, a place of mm-hmm. agency. So there's that. And then another huge shift in us having actually more leisure time we're gaining leisure as a people was when the great migration happened so there was a period in the united states from i believe 19 they say 1919 till about 1970 which is a huge amount of time and i'm saying that on purpose Mm -hmm. because for some reason people think the great migration was just like this year that black people fled from the south because of racial terrorism um you know Mm -hmm. people tend to think that we like we just sit in one spot and just take what we get and that we have not been people who have escaped ran away walked away from you know racial terrorism and harm and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so a lot of us migrated through all all of those decades were migrating to the north for of course escaping racial terrorism but then to also get economic advancement that wasn't offered at all in the south so you're coming Mm -hmm. to the north to probably have factory jobs and stuff like that although it's not like they came to the north and was greeted with open arms of course there was also white laborers who didn't like this great migration of black people coming to Mm -hmm. the north but because we now had a different access to economic advancement that was not offered for us in the south it also allowed for more leisure because we're making a little more money Mm -hmm. and we feel that we have the time and space for the leisure that we didn't have before we're also not having to like watch our back in the same ways that we had to when we lived in the south when at any moment Mm -hmm. the property you own the white people could be mad that you own this land and then just kill you and take your shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. so the the probability of that happening in the north was a little lesser our discrimination in the north was more like a legislative thing and shit like you know it was just a little different not saying we were like up and up here doing a butterfly and shit (laughs) or anything Mm -hmm. like that but that did that is one of the other actually in comparison to the other times that i mentioned where there was a huge shift in leisure so you see us doing way more stuff for fun and although photographs haven't existed for like well actually they've existed for a long time that is when we start Mm -hmm. seeing more photographs of black people like swimming or like Mm -hmm. kids playing double dutch or this person you know like we do start to see more imagery of us um doing shit in leisure around the great migration as well which is like pretty dope also maybe because the standard of photographs changed remember before you just used to stand there (laughs) right it's funny because i always i always picture like somebody having fun doing their hobby and be like hey come let's do this picture right quick and then coming for the picture after laughing ha And they're just making a serious face to take the picture all solemn and shit with their family. And then after the picture is taken, then you go back to laughing and playing or doing whatever. 
Exactly. So those are times, those are moments in times where white supremacist patriarchal capitalism and our kind of relationship with that shifted mm-hmm. leisure right. for us. And I think it's... A- yeah, it also made me think about, like I, like we were saying before, like who's allowed to have leisure? Like when, when are black folks allowed the freedom with their time, the choice with their time to decide like, okay, I want to learn how to fucking play a fucking harpsichord i don't even know what that is but like (laughs) that type of shit Mm -hmm. and it kind of trickles down into what we was talking about earlier into capitalism as to like are you wealthy enough to have a hobby Mm -hmm. do you deserve this free time are you it also makes me think about it's funny i was talking to my mom about hobbies i don't know why but at some point we talking about hobbies and she was saying that she feels like men are often able to maintain their hobbies throughout their lifetime Mm -hmm. right so when we're talking in a heteronormative context talking about this uh two-parent structure right a lot of times women end up carrying the burden carrying the weight of taking care of their families carrying the weight of making sure kids are doing what they're supposed to do and wherever they're supposed to be or whatever and so it seems as if men without the without the social responsibility of having to be their child's direct support right because we know black women were often working anyway right so our responsibilities were often to be working to be making sure that the kids had everything they need or whatever there's i would say a lot less time for leisure and hobbies in those scenarios and so it may allow more room for the men in your life for the masculine person in your life to maintain their hobby throughout their lifetime i know that my dad has maintained his hobbies from childhood so he was always into karate he's done that throughout his life Mm -hmm. my stepdad has played music throughout his life my mom had to revisit her hobbies or things that she liked she always liked to dance she's had to revisit that Mm -hmm. in her retirement she that wasn't something that she was able to keep up throughout her life because she had to take care of us even as when you start thinking about like single parenthood or whatever whoever is the single parent that's the person who's there doing all the shit and whoever that other person is who's not in the home can often do their hobby after work you know what i'm saying it's just a different a different kind of thing so i found that interesting when we think about like like in a in a context that like when you start to break it down okay so as black people we weren't able to have hobbies in the ways that a lot of other people were because our time was restricted Mm -hmm. in these ways Mm -hmm. then it goes to okay now who among us who are the most free amongst us who can have and access hobbies and leisure and free time and shit like that so it kind of had me thinking about that yeah similar with my parents too like when you mentioned that i'm like yeah because my mom had to revisit stuff Mm -hmm. i think the only hobby my mother was able to just keep was dancing because you could my mother would literally just turn on the music really loud in the house and we would all dance but like my mother was really into plants and mm-hmm. as we got older or more children, because I have a large family, it was like, I can't upkeep these plants the way I used to. And these kids is jumping around my house, knocking shit down, doing all of this shit. Mm-hmm. So I had to pause for my mother for a while. And then as we got older and moved out the house, she started doing that again. Now has a garden and then she's doing all of this shit. And then I learned later in life, I had never knew this, that my mother really liked to write. Like that was her shit. Mm-hmm. I never, I'm like, what? You What? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I used to like the right. I started doing it again. And I'm like, I'm happy that she's doing it again. But like the fact that she had to put stuff on pause, whereas my dad didn't. Like my dad was always heavily into fitness, like to the point where I think that's probably why I don't like gyms and like actually calling shit exercise and shit like that. Because he was a fucking fitness extremist. Mm -hmm. And then he was into jujitsu. That's something he just always was able to do. That never paused. That never stopped. Salsa music. 
never pause, never never stop. Mm-hmm. Always finding new salsa artists, dancing salsa, like still doing this shit. But my mother had to pause, even though they mm-hmm. were like together in the same right. home. Because of the hierarchy and who deserves leisure and who does not, my mother had to pause, similar to your mother, pause these things. Mm-hmm. And here comes this motherfucker just. <laughs> right, right. Be like, Yo, oh, you still do that? <laughs> you still, you a fucking, um, you now a master fucking jujitsu, whatever? You master band member? You fucking master the piano? We would go to tournaments. My dad be doing be, tournaments. Yes. Your dad hobbies yes. become family My dad family goes on things. whole entire trips. Yeah, yep. like we're going to tournaments because mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And it's like my mom really put shit on pause and we're at this jujitsu yeah. tournament. I would like to. <laughs> I used to enjoy them, but still, you know what I mean? Right. Like, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about That's that until you brought that up, for sure. So what are you doing now? So we talked about hobbies we did back in the day. I know you're doing your flower organizing or whatever the fuck. First of all, how's that going? How was your bouquet? Have you tried another? Okay, my second bouquet selection. Them flowers didn't last like my others ones did. Okay, and also, so- I need to make sure that I don't just pick flowers based on look i should smell them because there's also a flower in my house mm. that i think fucking stinks <laughs> smells like ass so so i guess that would be a thing to think about before you uh, launch into your new flower bouquet organizing business All right. yeah don't just look at it and be like oh this is cute no i'm going to smell mm-hmm. them now too because there was a period when i'm like why does my living room smell like ass and it was oh, a flower. Wow. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm doing the bouquets and all of that stuff. Okay. Um, thrifting has always been a thing for me. I do like to, I think for me, it's like making something new again or like bringing life to something that maybe someone thought was didn't have life anymore or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, thrifting is my shit. I also, oh, I'm really good at finding dope ass shit. Just like, I don't know, my eyes. It's satisfying that my eye can be like, doop, 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 doop. There it is. Right. And like, right. I don't know. I just have a knack for that. Roller mm-hmm. skating, which I have been saying on and off. Um, I actually made a section in my living room. Not really my living room, but whatever. You've been in my house, so you probably. Mm-hmm. Where I can like practice certain tricks and shit like that. And I do go outside and roller skate in my neighborhood and shit like that. I'm still going to say watching TV is a hobby. I'm really, <laughs> I watch TV with intent. Okay, I don't, especially mm-hmm. now, we don't flip channels. We don't do that. I actually true, go to true, watch the show true. I'm going to watch and then, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So watching TV. And something that I have always loved that I have been doing a lot now is home decor, home decorating, shit like that. Like, I live mm-hmm. for that shit. That's my shit. But, yeah, those are my adult nice. What are some of your adulting well adult hobby so i i would say as an adult i really did still enjoy the doll thing i do still have a lot of dolls most of them at my mom's house but i do still have a lot of dolls i did get to a point in my adult life where i didn't believe in collecting anymore Mm -hmm. so i really did love dolls and like dunks sneakers Mm -hmm. like i really was into the sneaker thing but i really there it came a point where i was like collecting became gross to me the concept of it Mm -hmm. and so i stopped doll stuff and i stopped sneaker stuff yeah yeah so i would say that was like in my late 20s my late 20s I was like, yeah, I don't really, that's not my shit. (laughs) But I do love walking into a comic book store, but I really be there to look at the toys. So I walk (laughs) in a comic book store to look at the toys. Like they always have some kind of doll in there, some kind of action figure. Mm -hmm. I love walking through a toy aisle. Like that's, that's what I'm into. That's my shit. Mm -hmm. 
So I love that shit. I I really do enjoy cosplaying a lot. I don't do it as often as I would like to because it's so important to me to maintain that as a hobby. There are people who cosplay as like a job, yeah. as like this is, I enjoy it, but also like there's a whole mission behind it. Like, I mean, I have, there is a mission and a method behind my cosplay, but like whenever I feel myself getting too like weird about it or like particular in a way that that stresses me out i just don't do it Mm -hmm. like if i don't have enough time to plan and it's going to stress me out to get something done i don't like that fucking rush of getting it done before such and such a con that does like i really legit i love doing that but i want to have fun like i want i like to wake up and be like i want to be so-and-so today and do that 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 feels Mm -hmm. fun to me so if i can't do that then i just won't do it so i haven't cosplayed in a while but i do love that shit what else i think that's it i don't have a lot of hobbies right now because i have been overwhelmed by a lot of things but i will say no who am i kidding I think that I do have hobbies, but I think that a lot of nerd shit is so popular. Like a lot of people don't really think of it as a hobby, Mm -hmm. but I do, I do watch and consume like movies and films with intent. And I am not a formal critic or I'm a fun fact finder. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I know things about everything for no reason. It's what I enjoy. Literally for no reason. Absolutely no. I will like <laughs> I will put in the group chat, hey, I just found out. <laughs> da, 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 da. No one needs it. No one cares. No one responds. And none but of us I just tell you to there. turn that hobby into a business. None of us This say. is true. This is true. This is true. I will say that my hobby of fact finding and enjoying podcasting has I have been able to leverage that into my podcast producing shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's something that like the way that I look at podcasts, the way that I do research, these are things that I do for free, like anyway. Mm-hmm. And also nobody said, hey, you should sell it. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it it helps to have decided that, hey, this is something that I like. This is something that I want to do. Yeah. But so that's what I'll be doing. That's what I enjoy. And over quarantine, as we were all like lots of people at home doing shit, we kind of got to see what other black people were doing. So my friend PD. Uh, who's a comedian is also a birder which is funny to me and i think to a lot of people because we know that there are black birders funny to me too (laughs) we know that there are black birders but it, it is always funny when certain people have hobbies that you wouldn't expect so he's like a loud like hood comedian so to think of him quietly looking at walking through a park birding and and he does that shit regularly because that's my friend and i know he would be at the park every morning (laughs) on his walk birding (laughs) it's funny because fucking black people got hobbies okay so it's black people birding out here is mad black people knitting in new york you see black girls on a train knitting that was a regular thing black folks out here been skating we talked about the film united skates if you haven't seen that check out united skates there's a whole history on black folks throughout the u.s roller skating We saw a surge in black folks taking care of and growing and raising plants and shit in this. There are mad black cosplayers. If for some reason in your corner of the world you haven't seen it, just Google it. Like we are on Facebook. We are on the internet. They're everywhere. And it's always black people making some fucking body care products, doing some other DIY shit or whatever. We're out here. Jay makes elixirs almost every episode. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, somebody's at their house right now stirring up something that they could just go buy. Okay, yeah. that's just that's just what we do. But yeah, we just want to talk about black people and motherfucking hobbies because we're allowed to have them. Black people got hobbies. Think about what your hobbies are. Hit us up. Let us know what your hobbies are. Send us pictures of you doing your hobby. We love fucking pictures. Yes. We love seeing your pets. We love seeing oh, we black love people happy, all of the pet pictures, thriving. We loved all that we shit. Loved we it. fucking ate it up. We looked at everyone. Fucking love it. Send us pictures of you doing your hobby. Send us pictures of if you have elders in your family, if you have family members that you think do cool hobbies and you have great pictures of them doing their hobbies, send us that shit, yo. We want to see what is your fucking hobby? What do you love? What are you doing? Send us your feedback. We want to hear from you. We fucking love you and we love happy ass black people. And I think we did an episode. We sure did. We did an episode. Be sure to follow us on the social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at T with Q. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr, so follow us there. Visit our website, teawithqueenandjay.com, and there is where you can give us donations. Send us that guap. Send us T-mail. We love T-mail, so send us. Y'all been doing really good with that, so continue that. Teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. Rate and review us on the apps, all of the apps that you listen to us on, and I think that's it. Did I miss anything? No, I think that's it. What's your personal social media? I am on Instagram and Twitter at the Queen Speaks with an underscore, and you are. I am at Janicia F on Twitter and Instagram. That's at J A N I C I A F. Hit me up. Say what's up. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Yep. All right. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima, a black girl named Janicia, with editorial support from a black girl named Candace, and social media support from a black girl named Joe. T with Queen and Jay, we turn up responsibly. How? <laughs> <laughs> It felt like it fit. It felt like it fit with the hobby stuff. Like this is how we do stuff. This is how. Turn up your mic. We live. Turn up. I'm starting now. Right. Turn up your mic. Okay. Turn up his mic. All right. Bye. There's no cancel culture. Cancellation doesn't have its own culture. That was people of color. That was us policing our own culture. That was people without a voice being trash by people just because they had a bigger name than them and more money than them and a better office than them. They could sweep them up under the rug like they didn't matter. I don't know what people we think got canceled that we wish we had back. I don't even know who though, who are they? Mm. It, it's done for the reasons it's done for and it helped who it helped. Um, if all that's going to happen is we have to be more sensitive in the way that we talk, isn't that what we will want anyway? I'm saying your job as a comedian is to please the most amount of people with your art. So if you want to offend somebody, nobody took those words away from you. Mm-hmm. Dirty bitch ain't been taken away. You can say that, but <laughs> don't call somebody this word when you know this affects all of these people. Don't use the R word when you really mean people on the spectrum. Don't mm-hmm. don't say yeah. this word instead of saying autistic. Don't say this word instead of saying little people. Look, if these are the confines that keep you from doing the craft God put you to, then That's it okay. probably ain't for you. Yeah.